Hello and welcome back to the podcast, Let's Finally Watch It, where we watch movies that you were smart enough to see a long time ago, but we lived under a rock. I am Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Knows. And speaking of living under rocks, today we are watching Star Wars because yours truly, yeah, kind of missed the, sort of, okay, I've seen, I've seen the first one from the 70s twice once when i was a teenager with my dad and my brother but i didn't understand what was happening i was like 13 maybe and then i saw it with a boyfriend i want to say like 10 years ago who was like this is my favorite movie we have to watch it i'm like great because i was trying it's a thing that's big in culture and i'm like maybe you can explain it to me and then he fell asleep five minutes in and I just kind of found myself watching this movie and not really understanding the world. So um, I'm excited to watch it with Clark because he loves Star Wars. And if I ever at least appreciate the franchise, it'll be because of Clark because he can explain why I got so lost in the yeah. first movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, it is weird from a Star Wars fan perspective that this one would be anybody's favorite. Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, like, no hate against it. Mm -hmm. I really do think it is great, and it does set up an entire world. Right. But I I don't know any Star Wars fans that would, any Star Wars fan that would say that, oh, yeah, episode four, the best. Right. But, yeah, no, I I get, you know, not watching it, especially after the, prequels coming out mm-hmm. i would probably be like oh okay now there's like six movies mm-hmm. daunting you know very daunting yeah. it's kind of the harry potter of it all besides the whole you know turf thing you know which whatever sure. but i mean like because that's also intimidated that's, me from wanting to indulge yeah. you know because i'm not for what she stands for mm-hmm. but um it's like just anytime there's just a big catalog of anything. Like, mm-hmm. I remember my favorite band is Sonic Youth. And I remember when I was, like, 21 or 22, one of my friends who has really fun music taste, like, you would love her music taste, like, very similar. Um, she just told me, like, I've never heard a Sonic Youth song, and I'm almost afraid to explore because the catalog is just so big and the fandom is so ra- rabid. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. That's intimidating. Like, yeah. And that's how I feel about... But yeah, Harry Potter a little bit and Star Wars. Um, and like you've made me feel a little bit seen in our conversations like behind the podcast in real life where like I felt like an idiot for not really getting the first movie. But I feel like you've sort of vouched for like it just kind of throws you in a world and it's better explained in other movies. What's what yeah. or something like that. I might be butchering what you said, but I mean, this is classically a trilogy right that i because i think more than any other trilogy because the thing about back to the future you could watch the first one be fine with yeah, that totally and not watch any others this one i think is very dependent uh, dependent on the other ones uh indiana jones same thing uh indiana jones the first one the second one comes bef- before it has nothing to do with right. the first one or the third one and you know there's some easter eggs in it but this one is 
like this is act one yeah of the trilogy they really you know they're having to explain all these concepts and stuff and also another thing about it is that it is i mean it's a concept that people it's the first thing that is literally said in the movie but it is a long long time ago in mm-hmm. a galaxy far away so all these events have already happened right it was just right so these are not futuristic like people always try to look like oh why in the future do they not have and it's like no this isn't this isn't the past the, the far past this just happens to be a different galaxy that doesn't have our same you know it right when you look at it from that scope i think it's a little bit easier to understand yeah yeah because it's not supposed to but i mean but the thing is there's a lot of things that you know relate to our real world that's very political it's very spiritual right in a lot of ways right you know i think once you start gleaming those things out of it uh that's when it kind of like when the rubber hits the pavement, you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of gets going. Yeah, I think it'll, it, I mean, it's really interesting because I could never go back yeah. and watch this movie for the first time. Right, because you grew up with it, right? Yeah, so I I grew up with it. And yeah, I probably watched this when I was like five years old. But the, but the same thing, when I was a five-year-old, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't get any of the concepts. Yeah. I was like, just like when we were talking about Field of Dreams, remember? Right. I can. I wish I could forget Field of Dreams. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like in, let's say, a decade from now, you'll look back on that and only remember like these few things mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, you don't really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it fades or whatever. Yeah. Because you didn't know what you were in for, even though you saw it. It was like a new watch. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the weird thing for uh, like Star Wars fans before 19 before episode one comes out mm-hmm. was that 98 99 2000 yeah it was 90 it was 90 98 okay or no no it was god it was two. it was 99 okay okay yeah it was it was 99 um it came out in 1999 and for all that time we only had these three movies right there were two ewok movies and star tours those were the only and and comic books, mm-hmm. uh, endless amount of comic books and and it was really weird because there was always this promise that there would be episode one, two, and three because this was episode four. But that's not the way it was originally though. Right. When it was released, it was called. It was not episode four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put that in afterwards. Right. And it's really interesting how it has expanded. So, like in when I watched this. I know so much of what has happened before. You know the whole world. You know yeah. the whole history. Yeah. I know why we're here. There is a movie called Rogue One that directly leads into this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that personally is one of the best Star Wars movies mm-hmm. like out of the entire franchise. And that's not even part of the Skywalker saga. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you, so you cringe a little bit when I said saga. Not um, cringe, but just like I'm just more taking in like how big this world really is. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like there's different streams. It sounds like mm-hmm. feeding into the big ocean that is this yeah. universe. Um, 
And I think that's what it is. Like when I was watching, I don't, I don't remember. I was a 13 year old girl. I probably, it just probably wasn't up my alley. But like when I watched it 10 years ago, I wish my then boyfriend stayed away because I could have asked questions. Cause you know me, if I'm not on board in the beginning, it's very hard to mm-hmm. get the train back on the yeah. tracks for me. And if I don't understand why I should care about people or what is happening, that's just going to double down on that. Sure. So it's just like, it's intimidating, but I'm glad to finally, and we're going to watch the other ones in the trilogy and Mm -hmm. we're going to release them as three episodes this week. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a jam packed week for let's Mm -hmm. finally watch it. So if you don't subscribe already, you got to, because we're, we're giving you three episodes before the May the 4th be with you. That's what this is leading up to. Um, so today we're just watching this though. Um, it's funny though, cause it's so in culture and this is like what we talk about a lot. Like what do we know or not know? And there's obviously more that I don't know, but I know that like, isn't Luke and Carrie Fisher's character, Princess Leia, is that mm-hmm. her? Yeah. I know there's like a gold bikini that was like a sex icon thing. Mm-hmm. I know, don't they end up being related? Aren't they like... Um, and isn't Darth Vader his dad? There's just so I much mean, that's like out there that yeah. like I think I'm I have stuff spoiled and I don't. Because you didn't li- you you've never lived in a world where that hasn't been spoiled for you, like, right? I've never lived in a world yeah. where I think all those movies were out like the first three. I don't yeah. know, like um um. I mean, I can tell you off pod just in case anybody. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know if I, anyone would be listening if they're in my yeah, shoes. Yeah, I guess so. they wouldn't be in your shoes. Do you want me to answer those honestly? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Because Tommy Boy ruined that for me. He ruined it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know what? Because originally the line is, no, I am your father. Yeah. So like, and that's where the Mandela effect comes yeah. from. Because people misquote stuff, guys. It's not that deep. But I mean, but with that being spoiled, that's understandable. But like, now you have to kind of see the fight between yeah you know familial because this i mean this has a lot to do with family more so than you would think it has more it i mean it's basically a family drama okay. that's why i'm saying the skywalker saga right right it's the the skywalkers trying to deal you know with familial trauma basically right but uh that's kind of the interesting thing about like going back to episode you know one two and three you kind of see where it all comes from it all comes from Mm. and stuff and i think all that putting that all together listen is it cheesy yeah there's definitely cheesy moments you know there's a lot of things that there actually will be a scene that i'm going to i think i might fast forward because it's not in the original theatrical cut and i personally don't think it should have ever been added and i'm kind of we'll watch it It, it's unnecessary it's like it's it's seriously unnecessary to the story but maybe i'll i'll leave it because it does explain one thing but i really so yeah is there are there cheesy things yes but i think when you take it like kind of as a whole i'm looking at the hulu screen right now Mm -hmm. so there's like three things from star wars in this like, oh oh on your, your tv with the whole screensaver yes it's thing. a screensaver yeah. but um that's how ingrained it is in the culture and yeah. that's and another thing about it too is you have to really look at it through the scope of these were just like people trying to make a movie in the 1970s right right star trek had already been out and this was kind of like not an antithesis to 
the brainy nature of mm-hmm. Star Trek. Uh, definitely the same type of world building. There's definitely deep lore. <laughs> deep lore. But it is meant to be more just like, let's just see something cool. You yeah. Know? And this is like a true definition of a blockbuster. And, and one of the first ones. And another concept that comes from this too is having space be dirty. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a concept before. And there's so many things that were like, oh, oh. And you'll probably be like, oh, I've seen this. Right. Which happens so with this podcast a lot. Right. Yeah. I mean, just like when we were talking about like Casablanca. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that seems so old hat or hack. And it's like. But it was revolutionary when yeah, it was out. Yeah. That was ni- from 1942. Same thing so. with Coming to America. Right. You know, like we both were like, oh, that's not as funny as we thought. Not because it's not funny, but like it's just been a lot of the humor has been done, even in very mm-hmm. subtle ways. Like I couldn't ping exactly why I knew certain jokes, yeah. but it's just like the infrastructure of how they told that story. I, it's in osmosis and culture somehow. Exactly. You know, and doesn't yeah. pop the same way. 30 years later right so um i think if you look at it from the frame of yeah just some people trying to make something fun yeah in 1977 also like i think with that though like i think the part that might throw you a little bit Mm -hmm. is they're not remarkably emotional they have a mission to do and a lot of these movies are usually mission based they don't have time yeah to be sad or whatever and you know right they but just, I like the warning, though. I appreciate the warning because I can get on board mm-hmm. if I know what the assignment is. Yeah. But when I'm searching for meaning that may not happen, that's mm-hmm. when my brain geeks out and yeah. like in a bad way. But yeah, so like if there's uh, if there's any of that, it's it's uh, yeah, it's not remarkably. There are emotional moments to it, and I and personally, I think those moments pop though. Okay. Like that's what kind of makes it pop because mm-hmm. it's in contrast to some of the other right and i mean it literally is a war and you know wars are messy and stuff and then it also goes into a little bit of politics too so mm-hmm. it's like okay cool anyway there so. also some muppet or jim henson trivia with this because he was in cahoots it wasn't frank oz even working on this frank oz is yoda Okay. See, if you guys don't know, I'm a puppeteer. Like, I'm a professional puppeteer. I was trained by Jim Henson alum at Second City. So I'm a huge nerd for this stuff. So, like, that's always been a little bit of my gap of knowledge with Mm -hmm. a lot of... um, Most... I actually haven't seen some Jim Henson projects, believe it or not. But, like, Star Wars is the most glaringly, like... um, Mm -hmm. Because he had his hand in everywhere before the Muppets because he was one of the only people doing this kind of thing. So, like... Most of the Muppets were born in commercials. I've never seen any of these properties. Well, and these creature creations, there's some on here. And unfortunately, that's one thing that I kind of don't... That's what I don't like about prequel trilogy is that they kind of go more into CGI. Yeah. And they definitely overuse CGI and that just ages poorly just in general. of course. Except for... Jurassic Park or whatever. Right. That's but, a well done movie. But 90s. Of, 90s was a sweet spot for CGI. I'm yeah, telling you. For some stuff at least. Yeah. And then so with this, this original trilogy, super solid like mm-hmm. puppetry. And yeah, Yoda's a puppet and he's a main character. And But then they bring it back now, like the ones that they come out with, a lot of, pe- a lot of the creatures in it are puppet. Practical effects are a lot bigger in the newer ones which you know 
is really cool. Even on the TV shows, which, you know, there's an extensive yeah. world with that. A lot of these have puppets. And then there's a, sh- a show called The Clone Wars. We won't get into all that, but, you know, it's uh, it's really remarkable, the creativity. And it really is interesting. Another thing about it is that a lot of, you know, George Lucas doesn't work on it anymore. It's the fans yeah. who are really, like, pushing and, like, telling these stories of these small characters. There's so mm. many... Uh, small characters that have deep bio- biographies. Yeah. And it's like, it was just like a, a line. That's so crazy. And it's, you know, they became bigger than his own vision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It really, they, he created a monster in a lot of ways. <laughs> but, anyways, do you want to try to yeah, watch let's it? Let's finally watch it. Okay. <laughs> all right. And yeah. I'm Wish me luck, guys. Wish me luck. I'm going to give you the remote control so you can pause it at any time. Okay. And ask okay. A cool, cool. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. Guys, we're back, and I've seen Star Wars. Yes, the, you have. The War of Stars. Mm-hmm. And I actually understood it this time. Yeah, that's, that's good. Which is such an improvement from the past times. I think what went wrong, like I was kind of right in our preview review. I, there's just a lot. You're, ju- you're, you're thrown into a world. And like it was very helpful in like the first scene with the Star Troopers. Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers, sorry. Where, yeah, like, because, like, I I don't think I thought they were the good guys, but they're fighting a bunch of people and the world isn't established yet. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Clark, who's on the good team and who's mm-hmm. on the bad team? And you're like, if you can see their faces right now. <laughs> and like, Yeah, if you could see, generally that's with Star Wars, like, mm-hmm. if you could see their face, probably they're okay. probably a good guy. Yeah, But there's a few bad guys that have For human sure. faces. Later. Oh, yeah. In general, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could tell with the Empire's, their uniforms. Mm-hmm. You could kind of tell that they're yeah. going for nazis sure yeah. and now i kind of get that but i think when i watched it in the past i just was so overstimulated like my brain needs to you know clock what's happening and mm-hmm. there's just so many characters up front and some were humanoid and some are not so much and i was just like what is happening mm-hmm. so this went a lot smoother because we paused a few times it was brief pauses it wasn't yeah. like lecture I, th- I was expecting we'd pause for a few minutes it and was talk minimal about things. yeah yeah but it was just and it was mostly in the beginning where i was just like double checking i knew the character name or i knew what side they were on or Maybe there was something a little more specific. But then since I was acclimated in the first 10 to 20 minutes and there was no boyfriend falling asleep or a 13-year-old girl of it all not caring about this kind of stuff, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I get what's happening. Okay, okay. Yeah. And like, yeah, we took a break to grab lunch and stuff and we talked a little bit and we, wa- we ate lunch in the second half of it. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm not hating it. Hmm? I think I like it. Yeah. I don't know if I love it. I don't know if it's ever going to be my jam, but like I'm excited to watch the next two because mm-hmm. it's like I understand the world. I was expecting, like, I was planning for the worst and hoping for the best, where I was like, like this morning, I'm like, okay, this could go so many different ways. But just remember, if you don't like it, it apparently gets better, mm-hmm. but you still might be kind of kicking and screaming a little if you don't like it, but just go through it. The only way out of it is through it. But I don't have to give myself that pep talk for the next time we watch because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll find out what happens next. Mm-hmm. And I also said to you, too, towards the end of the movie, a lot of comparisons to Avatar. Mm-hmm. 
in that Star Wars is so much better because like mm-hmm. the fight scene towards the end was a little long, but I'm just not into action. That's just not where my interests lie. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what, though? I'm not even that mad at this long ass scene because it's still not as long as Avatar. Mm-hmm. And it's a way better movie and a way better story and way better acted and way better dialogue yeah, <laughs> and yeah. all the things. So it's like, fine, have a long fight scene if that's like my only thing. And that's what these movies are for, fight scenes. And I'm just not the right audience for it. I can live with that. Um, You're very peaceful. So I get why Star Yeah, war. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. I get it. I get why. Like, Because like, I think with Avatar too, it's like, okay, I get it. These environmentalists suck but or the, the not the environment sorry that said that totally Whoa. wrong i said that so okay, wrong yeah. i vote republican no kidding god let's not even joke no but it, it was like i understood that the the avatar people were like more environmentally sound and giovanni rubisi's side was mm-hmm. terrible but i also did not give a fuck because things just weren't that fleshed out right. and and that guy was still like colonialism who joined forces mm-hmm. with it. it was just like super weird there was like less convoluted i don't yeah. know i don't know well it, i was just more on their side from the jump right it's so separated from our real life because like that is mm, uh, so yeah. like the thing with avatar that's us in the future right and it's like right. this is has no bearing yeah this there- is just another None of, well, far, far away, none of what literally. we do none of what our life has mm-hmm. any and i kind of and i really like that because even star trek mm-hmm. is humanity in the future butting mm-hmm. up against alien civilizations and stuff and that's mostly what star trek's about and with this it more is like a struggle a, a literal struggle between like good and evil i, I think later on it, it definitely fleshes that out a lot more sure sure i hadn't watched this fully mm-hmm like just sat down and I've watched like bits and pieces like I said like me and my sister and my brother would just randomly have it on and actually my whole family Mm -hmm. there was a time where it was on I think it was Spike TV before it was Spike TV I don't I can't remember but I remember they would just show Star Wars Mm. nonstop throughout the day and so we would watch okay I guess Return of the Jedi is on we'll start we'll just start watching it and so this was kind of like the first time where I sat down and watched Star Wars A New Hope yeah. by itself. And it's very interesting because it's so many... For one thing, that lightsaber fight between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader mm-hmm. is relatively weak. That is because of technical I- sure. issues of the time. Because they what they were actually fighting with was a metal... It was like a metal rod. Okay. And they would hit, but it would bend so easily. So mm. they couldn't do a full fight interesting and you know now the technology has gone so much better and then if you go from like this to episode one it is night and day like the lightsaber battles like that part is and the choreography and stuff the empire strikes back and return of the jedi like there's you know things just get fleshed out so much more but it is kind of fun to watch this and be like oh shit this is like a scrappy little movie yeah. That they really just tried to put together, you know? Which was also the other Avatar comparison note that I had where it was like, I think the visuals are actually way better. I'm not mm-hmm. saying Avatar is not beautiful, mm-hmm. but like, and that's the best thing that movie, that stupid movie has going for it. Sure. But considering this was in the 70s, this did not age poorly at mm-hmm. all. It looked weirdly lifelike. Like, yeah. you know, the the when um Luke is watching the sun's set, you mm-hmm. know, like that looked cool. Yeah. And I was like trying to get myself in the 
headspace of a 1970s audience and how revolutionary that probably really looked because mm-hmm. it looked really lifelike. Um, even the stuff like the technology they had, since they weren't mapping it from our real life, it doesn't look super outdated. Yeah. You know, like even it's... though it's like clunky and big and but that's mm-hmm. also what kind of, I guess, computers in the 60s and 70s were anyway. But like it didn't look crazy. Yeah, exactly. It, it was just like, oh, OK, this is this world. Yeah. And there's plenty of things where I'm just kind of like they're from like similar time periods. I mean, shit, there's stuff in from the like 2000s mm-hmm. that looks I'm just like, oh, it's always oh. so like crazy outdated and oh yeah yeah. if you look at like anything from i mean even 10 years ago but like yeah we're gonna go with the 2000s like let's just say the y2k era i mean like cell phones were those crazy thin small ones and like computers were weird and bubbly kind of even laptops were like 10 15 pounds you know um so it's like that was weirdly they couldn't have predicted that that would be well done, but mm-hmm. compared to a lot of sci-fi, both before, during, and after that, this looks yeah. weirdly fine. Yeah. This and passes even, the test of time. And, and like the holograph. And also, I mean, a lot of a lot of these are practical effects, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think practical effects just kind of age better. It, yeah. It's, it's always aged better. The only thing that doesn't age as well and you'll probably see it in the next couple are like the claymation but i or not the or like the stop motion animation Mm -hmm. even though i think it looks cool i still i Mm -hmm. like it because i love stop motion a lot these the models that they used for this and i think and you're talking about the performance or the like yeah i thought the acting was pretty good too yeah um i i don't think i ever thought it was bad i just Mm -hmm. like you don't Look, action movies can go a lot of different ways with that mm-hmm. and still be beloved in blockbusters. So I it really um I I knew James Earl Jones and like uh what's his name? Uh why am I not Har- Harrison Ford? Thank you, Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh I knew they'd be fine, but I actually don't know Mark Hamill that well mm-hmm. outside of this. And yeah. I, like within the first 30 minutes I'm like, "Oh, he's very grounded as an actor, very believable, very yeah. Because he's kind of playing like a plucky young person, which in the wrong hands is a terrible performance. And it's an, and it could be annoying as hell. Yeah, you know? but he yeah. was like likable. I didn't want to punch him in the face. And mm-hmm. he was cute too. I always bring out the cute boys. I, that's yeah. just my role in this podcast. But I was like, no, he's oh, like he's cutie. cute as hell. Like he's handsome. Yeah. I didn't used to like blondes, but I think I do now. Yeah. And then obviously, but, but this was also fun too, because I knew going into this that this would be the fourth James Earl Jones, yes. which is our first time. We just hit the first time having a third, which was also James Earl mm-hmm. Jones and Field yeah. of Dreams. This is our fourth. And now we also have Harrison Ford as our second because we watched um, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones Temple of Doom. Is that no? We watched nope. uh, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. Yeah, I'm still uh, familiarizing myself with this franchise. Uh, and I didn't even clock that it would be Carrie Fisher's second yep. one because she was in the um, first one we watched when Harry, in, when Harry Met Sally. Met Sally, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the first one we. I don't know if it's the first one we released, but it was the first one we watched. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Um, I was like, damn, we got three. Like, wow, we have a lot of repeat offenders. And by offenders, we mean welcomed uh, uh, performances (laughs) by beloved actors. But uh, yeah, we're we're racking up quite the list now. We're like clocking it a little more closely of just all these iconic movies that a lot of famous people keep being in. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, yeah, and Carrie Fisher, um, I've always really liked 
yeah i've always like i was talking about the burbs <laughs> i keep talking about this fucking movie but yeah the burbs uh she's in that movie well okay. and like i've always really liked her just she's almost like her character in this in, yeah. in real life like she's like takes charge she's a very take charge she felt very no nonsense yeah. to me and I've always like looked Princess Leia is classically like one of the most, you know, oh, yeah. strong female. Yeah. And I got that too. Performer. I was not annoyed at the like a few times my brain was like, wait, what's happening? And then I was like, oh, no, she has this. She's cool. She's flushed yeah. out. Yeah. She has a point of view. She's strong. And she can stand up to Dick. Uh, uh, Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. Like she can handle him. Like I'm like, all right. All right. That's a broad I'd be friends with. All right. Yeah. All right. And actually, even her hairstyle is based on Mexican revolutionaries. Like oh, that's women, cool. women Mexican revolutionaries. Uh, that's what George Lucas based. I was her wondering on. where they thought of that because it's so specific and bold. Yeah. Hair is hard to experiment with. There's really only so many ways to. As someone who's had very long hair and just normal long hair, mm-hmm. there's just only so many ways to reinvent the wheel like it's exactly. amazing how without looking stupid for sure, you know what yeah. i mean i could have instead of pigtails i could have eight ponytails but i'm not gonna do that for reasons but i think you should though, <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe next time i'll show up and i'll have eight ponytails but yeah it's like that's because it works it's not too crazy and that's but, the only time she has those yeah like everybody everybody always when they think mm-hmm. of princess leia but that's because towards the end when they were giving them the medals mm-hmm. isn't that more the hair she rocks with like the gold bikini and stuff in the future um, films yeah. or something closer to that yeah i mean she has a bunch of hairstyles mm-hmm. like she's a fashion icon in a lot yeah, of ways totally. um, but she like just from different yeah from different movie to movie yeah she definitely is always like I mean, everybody, like, I I also like the way Han Solo dresses personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the, I always like the knee-high boots and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, no, and I liked his outfit, too. There's also somebody in from the prequels that mm. dresses really well named Padme. And that's Natalie Portman's character. Oh, okay. And okay. she dresses really, like, her outfits yeah. are insane. That's what I like about it. And that's what I was saying before. Mm-hmm. The reason why I think that there's so much lore based on Star Wars, like especially now, mm-hmm. the reason why there's so many TV shows and movies right, right. based on just, I mean, this being the genesis of it, yeah. is because there's so many detail, like just weird little details, mm-hmm. but they're just, even the machinery that they're using, like the way the cockpit looks, like mm-hmm. they just, it's realistic in their world. It's like, yeah. oh, this is how we have to do this. And, yeah. and this is how the droids look. And, different droids do different things and Mm -hmm. like c-3po he's supposed to he's actually supposed to be like a diplomat he's a translator yeah and that's all he's but he gets pulled in with r2d2 because r2d2 is just headstrong but Mm -hmm. he's r2d2's job is just supposed to be a navigator but Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of things a lot of just details that you could just flesh out and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it was a well-done world, a well-done if this is true, what else is true, which mm-hmm. I often talk about as a comedy rule, but it's also a world-building rule as well. Yeah, it was just like, there really isn't anything I snarked at or d- uh, disliked, which mm-hmm. is a plus, because I did not think that that would be the case going in, sure. to be totally honest. Yeah. Again, I might need to process slash, like, see the other films which we'll be seeing next um just to totally have a final opinion mm-hmm. but and it's funny too we were talking also uh you know not on the podcast that i recently kind of listened to our groundhog day episode and i was so 
surprised that at one point I was like, this might rank really high, but I think it's somewhere in the middle. I don't know what I said Uh, verbatim. It was something like that, though. But I was like, within 24 hours, I was like, yeah, I really like that. And immediately mentally made it one of my top three. And so I'm just a processor. I think I've learned that in other Mm -hmm. capacities of my life this year because I've had to do a lot of deep dives into myself for reasons. But I think this podcast has reinforced that like sometimes I just need a minute Mm -hmm. to figure out how I really feel about something. And movies are not exempt from that at all. I mean, I've I've had big reactions to things. Hated Avatar, no take backs. Mm-hmm. loved Fargo and Edward Scissorhands no yeah. take backs it's not like I can't have an immediate reaction but I think most things in life are somewhere in the middle for me and I just mm-hmm. need a second yeah um going back to Carrie Fisher I have a question that I just thought of how famous versus not famous or how much of an actress like a working actress was she when she was cast in this I think this was like probably her first job and I'm interested only because of the whole nepotism baby debate thing. And like, she's one I'm not mad at because she's talented. Yeah. Because my general rule of thumb is like, yeah, it sucks that people have an unfair advantage, but I can deal with it if they're talented. Mm -hmm. But there's so many untalented nepo babies nowadays, which I think we talked about in a recent episode Mm -hmm. where we were high. So it's a little fuzzy to me, but we did talk about it. Uh, But it's like, it's just interesting how this like has come up again, just because she is a, nepo baby for yeah. sure but but she's i feel like most people even forget who her parents were though that yeah. wasn't the driving right. force i don't know if it was in the 70s or not because i wasn't I, alive but i mean like i would never put it together that mm-hmm. debbie Reynolds. like not until later i didn't later. know it till like 10 years ago yeah. i think yeah and and yeah you could say what you will about that but i don't know i think you know some people have like certain ideas about george lucas but i really think george lucas was with the cohesiveness of the team like yeah. he really because he was actually against harrison ford he didn't it oh, was originally really? going to be um either kurt russell huh or who's Bangdom pi uh tom Selleck. oh wow i love tom Selleck. or no tom Selleck was gonna be indiana jones possibly but, oh wow! Yeah. I would have liked that actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, like he wasn't gonna have Harrison Ford because he already had Harrison Ford in American Graffiti, mm. so he didn't want anybody who was established. So he okay. he really got people that were kind of like known. Uh, but yeah. like, but like the thing is, I think Carrie Fisher is the best of both worlds. I think she because she grew up in that entertainment sure, world. Sure. So I think he knew that she would already you know be professional. And out of the gate, even though that was her first, you know, role or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if it was her exact first role, but yeah. First big role, probably. And I mean, there's actually a funny story about Mark Hamill. Mm. Because Robert Englund, the person who played uh, Freddy Krueger, was Mark Hamill's, their roommates. Oh. And uh, he, uh, so Robert Englund actually went out for Luke Skywalker, which is so funny. Could you imagine Freddy Krueger being Luke Skywalker? He was like, hey, I tested for this thing. I don't think I'm good for it, but I think I think you would kill oh my God. in this. And that's how Mark Hamill even like found God. out about it. Oh, my it. God. And he, like, yeah. And I really think that, you know, say what you will about, like, George Lucas, I really think he does care about, like, the cast. And the cast famously were, like, if they, even if they weren't on the shoot that day, 
They would still show up to the set. They really loved each other. I think they, I heard that. And yeah. like, I think it just was a cool experience too. Like they wanted to see the sets that they weren't in and wanted exactly. to see the action scenes and stuff. Like they were, they were best. They were, they were partying all the time. Like yeah. they, most of this was shot in England. Okay. So like they were, it was like, that a, makes sense. Cause there were some British accents from, mm-hmm the one of the militaries and even carrie fisher sounded a little mid-atlantic at some moments she she does when she talks to grand moff tarkin and that's actually people talk about that that is a thing that star wars fans talk about but it was because she was talking to a diplomat she was Uh, because she was a diplomat so she code switched right 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 yeah okay interesting okay Okay. so there is like a theory about why she did that Mm -hmm. um why she talks like that to grand moff tarkin which was the Mm -hmm. yeah uh, that bad guy and that's like another thing is like put peter cushing he was a famous actor from you know like a famous theater actor he was in a lot of the vampire movies opposite christopher lee i think he played like uh van helsing mm. against uh oh, i might be butchering that but yeah but he was in a lot of the hammer movies and also um alec guinness he's a sir alec guinness he's like known as being one of the best actors and it's kind of funny having him as obi-wan kenobi and Mm -hmm. stuff and it's weird because he was in like lawrence of arabia and Mm. over the river something with a river quiet anyways yeah he was very prominent but you know there's some established actor like especially the older actors were more established and stuff like that but i think for the young people they had that and also i think they do that on purpose they made and it actually it more so in the next movies, mm-hmm. like more they like all of the Empire is pretty much has English accents. Yeah, it's just sorry. I just like clocked something that's so interesting. Interesting that it was filmed in England because did you know the Muppet Show was filmed in England? Mm, I did not know that. Yeah, Jim that's Henson. So did you ever watch that Defunct Land? I think it's a five, maybe six part mini series on the history of Jim Henson. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. I've seen mm-hmm. it multiple times. And so if anyone out there is listening, go to Defunct Land and look up the Jim Henson documentaries. But, and I knew a lot of this before, but they go into, I think, the most detailed history of this part. But like, the Muppets were a weirdly hard sell in America. Mm hmm. That's so weird. And some of it was because, you know what the pilot of the first Muppet show was called? No. Sex and Violence. Wow. Because Jim Henson didn't want it to be for children. Children, wow. And he literally went, because he didn't start Sesame Street, a, a childhood education person, like expert did, but she got in cahoots with Jim Henson and he was hoping it would fail because he didn't want to do work for children yeah you know and so he ended weird. up not being super associated hence it's not like it's a henson property but it's not it's kind it's of it's slippery henson workshop right? yeah, yeah yeah um but for some reason i i don't remember this specifically because like sex and violence didn't really get sold anywhere i mean it aired as like a pilot but never went anywhere mm-hmm. But for whatever the reason, England was more willing to play ball. So they actually filmed the original series out there. And just because this is a part Henson project, too. That's just so interesting that maybe Mm. I wonder if there's a connection there because it was kind of all about the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. That would make sense if the because I know there was a a workshop in New York and there still is to this day, I think. But Mm -hmm. uh, 
it also existed in the UK too because yeah. it had to because that's where they were filming. Yeah, and I think that might be. I mean, because I feel like a lot of the yeah filming was there, and then obviously they filmed. I think they filmed. I can't remember. I think they filmed in Tunisia for the Tatooine, mm. uh, for the desert planet. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah, That's and a good then choice. and but I think most of. Because I think, so Skywalker Ranch or like ILM, that's uh, Industrial Light and Magic. That's uh, That was the, the special effects workshop that did a lot of special effects. And I think that was actually in San Francisco. So, yeah. But anyways, like they did a lot. I mean, a lot of this was revolutionary. Yeah. You know, like, so after that, ILM worked on a lot of special effects after yeah. this. So pretty crazy that yeah it all stemmed from <laughs> this movie that not a lot of people had that much faith in i, I remember you know there's like there's like people talking about it i i've seen so many interviews from the cast from this mm-hmm. time period but like harrison ford was just like yeah i was just like hey i just i you know i got the part and everything but he was like wow if if we could get this whatever's on the page if we could get this up there and he's like, I don't know how we're going to do that. But right. like, if we do get it up there, I think it could be really good. But like, <laughs> there's a no chance that we're going to be able to do that. But and it's so funny. There's like, sometimes what's on the page is so hard to make sense of without the visuals. Like mm-hmm. I recently puppeteered for something that I read the script and it wasn't anything wrong or bad. I just like, it jumped around and had flashbacks and it felt like it was supposed to feel like a fever dream. But reading that for me is just really hard sometimes. And I'm like, okay, I trust it. We're going to go with the flow. And then once we started filming and I saw some of the footage, I still haven't seen the final product, but I'm super psyched to see the final product Mm -hmm. because now that I like understand what the visuals that they were going for, I'm like, Oh my God. This mm-hmm. is so fun. Yeah. But like on paper, it's not that it wasn't, it's just, it's more of a my brain thing. It wasn't the writing. Nothing was wrong with mm-hmm. it. I was just kind of like, okay, this seems a little chaotic, but sure, whatever. I'm yeah. being paid. I'll show up. And then once I was there, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It's it's amazing what's a hard, there's a reason why a lot of th- projects now get sold, mm-hmm. not through scripts, but through sizzle reels yeah. where it's like they kind of show a visual, rep- which is like a double-edged sword. It's easier to write a script than to produce one, mm-hmm. but right. the production of one does help sell it yeah, more exactly. than a script. So it's like, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. And there's so many, yeah, there's so many things that it's and that and that is like different type of storytelling of course because yes. uh i don't know if we talked about this but in back in the 20s i think they used to have two different oscars oh, really? for for best picture one for it was i think god i it, it was for more special effects dire- mm. d- driven uh movies and then more and then just like like a drama. drama like almost like a way like the golden globes kind of is mm-hmm. you know where they have a comedy and mm. musical and then oh, okay drama. okay because there's a difference between you know this and other movies that came out in the 70s like sure. i don't know you know but it's just like they don't ever get their like a special effects movie like the like this one win an academy award because right. you know it's you know now it would but not in the 70s yeah and even then i don't know like it's like the technical Mm -hmm. aspects of it uh would definitely but not the overall best picture but yeah such a weird different 
way of looking at, at that yeah that's why like judging art is so arbitrary because it ages Absolutely. differently and like Absolutely. a lot of times things pop after an artist is dead anyway so it's just it's a strange mm -hmm. it's not a meritocracy like whenever we give people props or mm -hmm. literal awards versus don't yeah like it's a little and props for props mm-hmm because even like <laughs> the lightsaber, the hilt, mm -hmm. that's actually part of a camera. Mm. Like they had to like really jerry rig a lot of stuff. Oh like, yeah, it's so it's so goofy. And I imagine at the time it was probably like, oh boy, what is going on here? And you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you at least it, it was digestible. Yes, and I it was a lean on like, well, I love it. I don't know, but yeah. I'm open, more open. I was gonna be open regardless, but I'm more open than I mm -hmm. would have been. But a lean on like is. You know, yeah like i said if this was the only movie that i ever saw mm -hmm. i don't think i would like star wars as much as i do like yeah. it's just not you know and like, it's interesting because i i like even some shitty reboots i kind of like because mm -hmm. i like the sure. familiar faces yeah i'm a sucker for a reunion mm -hmm. you know so like i don't know maybe i will get more into it as the franchise goes on yeah that can save a lot for me in a like mm -hmm. i like the American Pie sequels, not because they're good, because it's like, oh, I what are know, these crazy yeah. characters up to? Like, I just, I like familiarity. Yeah, I, I get like that. comfort. Yeah. I like knowing who people are in life. Mm -hmm. I don't like that's the introvert in me talking, but I don't always like new. It's like, well, see, that's that's what I personally like about Star Wars, mm -hmm. is because like everything is set within this world. Right, we, you know right. all the, you know the rules. So it 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 is. That's what I love about like the mandalorian and i was just telling you lizzo was in the mandalorian yeah, recently and stuff so like wild. that yeah which is crazy and i'm watching it and it's like okay they could tell these new stories mm. in this universe i know all the rules and yeah. they could write within this it's almost like as much as as controversial as a herald is it's a form of Im it's an improv yes. form and People are always it's like the improv format upright citizens. Brigade. Yeah, it's basically the only one they acknowledge. Exactly, which, which is, is controversial. Crazy. AF. <laughs> but once you know what's happening, yeah, it's a beautiful art form once you know it. Yeah, and it, and and also it helps you. It's like oh okay, because like it's you know three beats of the same yes. scene, so it's like okay I could keep up mm -hmm. you know and i think like star wars kind of has done that with you know all these yeah. offshoots and everything yeah yeah and it's like yeah it's it's hard to get running but once you're in you're mm -hmm. in like i think i had two friends go to two of my different ucb shows where i was doing heralds and um th like two friends that were not in the improv in the ucb improv world mm -hmm. and i was just like look here's a diagram of what we're doing mm -hmm. yeah just you will have a better time if you just glance at it before. You don't right. have to study it, but just like understand that mm -hmm. it's going to be These are, mm -hmm. three scenes of three. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they're going to eventually get a little connected more than likely. But mm -hmm. like you're going to keep revisiting, but we could be different people. We could be mm -hmm. like in a, the same people, but in a different world. But like just yeah. you will have a better time. And then there's mm -hmm. random nonsense group games that are kind of tied in, but kind of not in yeah. between. Just but it's not just like oh mm -hmm. we're just making stuff up as we go no there's a structure there's, there's a rules. structure there's exactly a, there's, yeah there's rules that we're playing within that make it cohesive and almost like a mini play but if you don't i remember the first time because when you first start upright citizens brigade in 101 you're not doing heralds you're just learning how to 
like think on your feet mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. And then you're fighting you, for your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you like go to shows, I remember the first time I, cause everyone was like, Oh my God. The first time I saw a Herald, I was like, I have to be on that stage. And da, 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 da. I fell in love with improv. So I go to my first Herald night, like two weeks after living here, maybe. And I'm like, what in the blue fuck is happening? Like, mm-hmm. this is the best of the best. I don't even understand what's going on because mm-hmm. I wasn't taught what a herald was. So I was lost AF for yeah. a really long time. And then I was like, I got it. But. Yeah. It's it's one of the harder ones to understand. I don't know why it's still flagship. Anyways, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, going back to it. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot more flushed, uh, flushed yeah, out. Yeah. I um, might become a bigger fan. What I like about the next ones, too. Because in this, you, you only see like a little bit of Darth Vader. You mm-hmm. don't see that much. The next ones are, the next one is definitely like Darth Vader's movie. Okay, like, cool. Pretty much his movie. And that's yeah. so wild. I asked you this off pod, but like when the mask is revealed, it's not James Earl Jones, right? Yeah, it's just so wild. How do you do know? You, how do you how do you know that part? Because I think it's just in culture. Mm. Okay, or I saw yeah. some countdown show of like surprises in movies or something sure, yeah. or, or whatever. I don't know. But I mean, like somehow I know that. <laughs> yeah. And that, do you know why they decided that to not make it him? Well, I mean, he's, I, mean, I guess, oh, I can yeah. make some guesses, but oh, just what a choice. I don't know. Yeah. So interesting. Well, yeah. And, but the thing is, I'll explain it later. Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get I to will it. explain it we'll later. We'll get to it when we get to yeah. it. Okay. Because as I told you, Darth Vader, and this is not going to ruin anything for you, but the reason why he breathes like that is because he's in a life support. Yeah. And also his suit is supposed to be menacing. And he's supposed to be hiding the fact of who he is. Right, right, right. He Nobody's supposed to know who he actually right. is. And nobody does. Right. I mean, they made a great choice with the voice. I yeah, mean, exactly. Like, I wonder how effective it was when they were filming because i imagine he just did it he did it so fast too i think he did it all all of them in like one take and stuff he was just like yeah it was just like uh kind of serendipitous but he's the most commanding presence and voice i think yeah of our lifetime so that was a great choice yeah and it's weird because you know when i watched the lion king i'm like oh Darth Vader and no, it's Mufasa. That's Mufasa. But actually, the voices are very different. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, yeah. In in those, it's just his voice. D- Darth Vader is like my favorite character. It's a lot of reasons why, and you'll and you'll see. We'll get into it. Yeah, and you'll get, get into it. Yeah. yeah. It was funny too because like we've talked a little about how I met your mother or like referenced it on the podcast, and this was interesting for me having seen the whole series probably two or three times, mm-hmm. and uh, all of the characters are very obsessed with star wars and that was like just interesting to kind of because i think i i know some of some of the stuff i know from star wars might be from how i met your mother in all honesty because it is oh that makes sense because they do really inside baseball kind of reference it a lot and barney stinson who's played by neil patrick harris has a storm trooper Mm -hmm. thing in his apartment yeah like, and I think in real life he's a huge fan actually. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But there's a lot of people who are famous that are yeah. huge fans. Obviously Lizzo was a huge fan too, yeah. But it was um, funnier yeah. to me knowing that he had the stormtrooper knowing that they're the bad guys cuz Barney historically likes the bad guys. Like he likes the bad guy in K- the Karate Kid. There's like a whole arc yeah, about that Jen. and he even meets them and all this stuff yeah. in real life. Uh so I'm like, "Oh, of course he has the bad guys." Yeah. In his you know apartment of yeah. course he does because that's him 
and also it's iconic i think mm-hmm. too, that too you know, but like, it fits yeah. with the character yeah actually weird because he's not a good guy for the most part no too. i that's what i heard yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that show. That is interesting. And yeah, that's actually pretty funny. I feel like it is weird because I've known some people that are like, oh, the Stormtroopers. Because even you had that question. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, are they the bad guys? Like, Mm -hmm. and it... You don't, yeah, because you I see it so much. They were, but yeah, it's like it's because it's so in culture, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, there's also so many like Chewbacca's a good guy, yeah, and that's a monster, like you know what I mean. Yeah, so it's like could, if, if yeah. you don't know, it is a little like. Mm-hmm. Wait, I think that's why I was so confused when I tried to watch it ten years ago, and my then boyfriend fell asleep because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know the roles. I don't like because they don't mm-hmm. really explain it. It's not yeah. heavy handed, which is great. I hate too much juxtaposition, yeah. to be fair, or at least heavy handed ones, but it is a pretty intense world. They just yeah. drop you in mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of commotion. Like you had the subtitles on and you were like, Do you want me to turn it off? And I'm like, mm-hmm. No, no, because and this might actually ha- Yeah, usually unless it's like uh there's a lot of like Casa- Casablanca we had it on because there's a bunch of accents and mm-hmm. stuff. So it was like why not? But I, usually I don't like it, especially in comedies, because it can ruin the joke because it's mm-hmm. never completely synced up, you know, and I it know. just drives me nuts. But I was like, actually, this might be helpful because mm-hmm. I know it's loud and there's a lot of people talking at mm-hmm. once and there's animal noises and, and robot noises. And yeah. I, maybe and music. This, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, maybe I should uh, actually read while I watch because that might help me absorb this mm-hmm. a little better. And I, I didn't regret that choice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then also you could see who's talking, and then also getting the names. Too, yeah, that's you know, too. So many names. I would have never caught like his aunt, uncle's name. And, yeah, you know, like because I'm bad at names anyway. Yeah. So um, that's already an uphill battle with yeah. me in and, life in general, not just on the podcast. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> it's my weakest spot with socializing. I'm just bad at names. Um, but speaking of names, I didn't know that this was the New Hope episode. Mm-hmm. I thought it was one of the newer ones. And the only reason why that's significant to me is because I am from New Hope, Pennsylvania. That's right. Yeah. And it is rarely a phrase that you... And there's some churches, I think, that are like, New Hope I've, Church. Like, really? I've heard... Yeah, I've heard... If you Google New Hope, sometimes it's mm-hmm. like, church in Alabama, New Hope, because yeah. it's, you know, sounds hopeful and, I don't know, maybe Christ-like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Christian. But, like, they... uh Yeah. That when I started hearing A New Hope Star Wars, I was like, whoa, that's trippy because it's such mm-hmm. a weird specific town name. And yeah. I didn't know that that was rechristened uh, to be for the first one from the 70s. Yeah. And it's and in the context of the full, like, you know, Skywalker saga, it mm-hmm. makes it does make sense. But I mean, at the first, well, I guess it is. You know, Luke Skywalker is the mm-hmm. new hope for because obviously Obi Wan Kenobi has to pass on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know his uh, and a new knowledge. hope is better than a dead end, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. So. And I mean, you know, spoiler alert, but the Empire Strikes Back is pretty much what do you think? And mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like okay. Well, okay, you had a scene that you wanted to fast forward and we didn't. Mm-hmm. Now that we've watched it, do you want to contextualize that a little bit better? Like, what didn't you like about that? Because to me, I never would have necessarily noticed much okay. either which way. So, like, what what is your impression as, it like, was, a diehard lifelong fan? So, the the one is, it's the Jabba the Hutt scene where um, Chewie and Han are getting the Millennium Falcon ready to mm-hmm. take... Uh, Luke and uh, Luke, Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and the droids to Alderaan. 
but he gets stopped by Jabba the Hutt. And so the thing about that that I don't like is A, Jabba the Hutt is uh, CGI in that. And they added that. They added that CGI into it. Oh. So he's not, he's a puppet in the other ones. And it's, it's right. very different. I, yeah, I thought he looked a little something. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And it, yeah, and it was a scene. I mean, I think in a lot of ways that George Lucas is like, oh, this was on the cutting room floor, but I think fans want to see it. But I don't think he thinks those things through a lot of the time. Because okay. there's even the part where, so there is another edition in this, um, but I like this edition. And it was the part where Luke, right before he gets on the X-Wing, which are the, the fighters mm-hmm. to blow up the Death Star, mm-hmm. he meets his friend from back home from Tattoo from Tatooine that he grew up with Mm -hmm. that went to the academy and that he meets is reunited with Mm. and he's like hey he's like hey I have so many stories to tell you and he's like well tell me when you get back Mm. of course that dude dies but Mm. you know um, but that made sense it was like oh shit you get the backstory Mm. of this guy Biggs and stuff like that but I don't think this I don't think this I don't think the Jabba the Hutt scene necessarily added that much to it because so basically what it is is that like it does, I guess it does more strongly associate, because Han Solo is a smuggler, mm-hmm. he smuggles things. Yeah. And so he was working for Jabba the Hutt and he threw, he got chased by the Imperials and he threw out his, you know, the cops and he threw stuff out of his, uh, out of his Millennium Falcon because he didn't want to get boarded or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, they kind of like establish that there's a price on his head mm-hmm. and that's it, you know? And, but the thing is, I don't think that was necessary because that scene with the shootout with that other green guy kind of establishes that already. Gotcha. So I just think it's unnecessary. When did they already. add in that scene? What year? So that was relatively sooner that I think that would have been like maybe the Blu-ray so like in the 2000s? Yeah, in the 2000s, yeah. Um if Jabba was CGI, so it was Harrison Ford acting to nothing? He was, no, he was acting there and I've seen the real scene. Okay. And Jabba the Hutt was meant to just be a human. That's why he says oh. at the end, you're a good you're a good you're a good human. You're you're a fine human being or something. Mm. And I'm like, but in so initially they had no intention to make him like an overgrown yeah. slug or whatever. He there is an English actor. Yeah. That's fascinating. Okay. Cause I was going to say that this, then my next question was going to be, cause I know that is a character. Mm-hmm. Isn't he like with the whole gold bikini thing? Isn't that yeah. like him? Yeah. So like he wouldn't have been in this movie otherwise. Wise. Yeah. Okay. And then they just CGI'd him after the, okay. Okay. Yeah. I follow. Okay. And it's okay. like, yeah, it's it's kind of it's just unnecessary and it kind of like ruins the whole flow That's of it. That's so yeah. interesting because like I know you pointed out that this was a scene you didn't like, but I didn't totally get necessarily why because it's all kind of Greek mm-hmm. to me. But I was like, that was the only moment that I was like technology wise. I was like, meh. Exactly. Yeah. It was like uncanny valley kind of, yeah. you know, where it's just like, oh, this is. 
right. this looks a little different than the other creatures, but yeah. I didn't really think that hardly about it. I just kind of clocked it and moved on. Yeah, and there's a few other CGI things that they added in, mm. like some creatures that were CG mm. in most Eisley and stuff like that, which was that um, before they get into that cantina, mm-hmm. there were some uh, things, but they actually do a good job of integrating that. Right. I think they did a way better job of integrating those because this is famously tinkered with a lot which is wild you don't have that happen a lot with like yeah. once a movie's out sometimes after a theatrical release it gets a little edited before a dvd mm-hmm. but like for the most part not really yeah exactly like it's kind of canon and done but that's but funny funny thing about that is that like george lucas was a tinkerer now he sold all the rights to it he right. can't do that anymore right. so like it's pretty much just stayed in yeah. stone so since he uh, sold it to Disney. Right. And Disney, I don't think, has any intention of changing any no. of that, really. I think they changed some of the shading or whatever, but, I mean, it's really mm-hmm. just color palette stuff. Yeah. Like, it's nothing crazy. I mean, but, yeah, it is. Because I remember I... Before episode one came out, I think it was in 1997, and this was big. It was funny because I was watching a bunch of old commercials from, like, 1997-ish mm-hmm. era, and a lot of things... Like on YouTube? On YouTube, yes. Which is weirdly fun, guys. Like, yeah, it's, it's very weirdly fun. fun. Yeah. But there was a lot of Star Wars tie-ins. It was like Doritos. Get uh... to, and, and, and it was 1997, so that was two years before Episode One came out. And they were just commemorating the the oh, anniversary. anniversary oh because when they did the theatrical re-release yes too. they did yeah. the re-release but that was the first that was a special edition and that was the first time it started tinkering and that's mm. where that the bigs and luke skywalker scene comes in mm-hmm. and, you know so it it there was stuff added in there so it is different than what you would have seen but mostly yeah pretty similar yeah interesting interesting yeah. Yeah, some of those additions. There's going to be another one in Return of the Jedi that I'm like, I don't know why. I just don't know why they would have put the... But the thing is, I mean, this all was meant for children in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like, Star Wars was kind of meant for kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I guess, like, some of the things, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You wouldn't really care about. But that's another thing about, like, Star Wars is that, like, the fan base, I don't know, sometimes I, I don't like Star Wars fans. And that's another thing that I wouldn't be surprised where you were like, ugh, I would not watch this. Yeah. Because I have problems with Star Wars fans all the time. What happens is they like their generation's Star Wars. Mm. And all oh, this new thing. Oh, I hate it. Mm. Oh, I hate this. And all of a sudden, because I remember the prequels were like that. People were like, oh, I hate the prequels. And it's like now everybody loves the prequels right. and stuff. And it's like, oh, my God, you know. I think it's also one of those franchises, too, and there's other franchises where the fan base is guilty of it, but a lot of people mm. kind of make it their full personality. Yeah. And, like, I'm just not down with that in general. Like, when people do that with anything, yeah. it just kind of can be a turnoff, mm-hmm. you know, in general. Um, especially when it's, like, people doing it for attention. Yeah, I do you think know what that's I mean? the worst part. Like, yeah. there's a blogger like influencer who i think is not a great human and i won't say who but she's like think the most girly basic white girl you can think of mm-hmm. but she ended up with this genuinely terrible racist guy that's a whole rabbit hole for another time 
and he loves Star Wars. So she loves Star Wars too. And they do all these like cosplay stuff. And Mm -hmm. she used to be very like Disney cosplay and they still do that. But like, she acts like she's super into Star Wars now. And I'm like, were you before this piece of crap man that you got with? Because it just doesn't feel congruent. You may have casually liked it, but like, you're way more into it than you were like years ago. It's just like, you know, and, but I think people do that. They kind of adopt personas. If it's based on their friend group or the movie is out like a new thing or like in capitalizing on it or, or romance or whatever. And it's just kind of like, well, I think, I think another thing about just any fandom, it's like, are you doing it for your glory or Mm -hmm. for, the glory of the franchise from for yeah because Fan- like yeah. yeah no you go because like my sister and my brother and i and my and you know my parents too of course they're the ones who showed me this you know mm-hmm. we could talk in shorthand yeah and in star wars like we could be like and i'm gonna say a sentence right now and you're not gonna know what it means mm-hmm. i'm gonna say it was raining harder than when obi-wan kenobi was on camino mm-hmm Nothing. Speaking Greek to me. Yeah. Speaking Greek to yep. you. But I could tell that to my sister and she's like, oh my God, that hard? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know. It, that's fun. That's like inside well, jokes. Well, right. And that's like. You're not bragging on the internet about yeah, how much you love like, Star Wars. Exactly. You know, a lot of these people, it's like trying to outdo each other. Yep. And competing in Star Wars. And I'm like, well, that leads to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And you're going to end up on the dark side of the force. Yeah. But you know what, though? And I kind of get that. I kind of understand that. That that that's inside baseball for me. But it's also like, look, I am like real mad at all fandoms right now. Like I'm skeeved out, honestly, because I've spent probably too much time on Reddit since the pandemic. And mm-hmm. it's easy, whether it's like a television show that I casually like and I find like the subreddit on them and it was fun at first, but I'm so sick of everyone's opinions and nitpicking everything to shreds. And I've also spent some time on some more celebrity type fandoms recently because I'm mining a character that's actually going to be a Nepo Baby parody, which is why I'm a little Nepo Baby obsessed these days. And some of those fans creep me the fuck Mm -hmm. out because I've had to do some really weird deep dives to understand who these Nepo babies are and who their partners are and what their exes are and what their families are because I don't... Some of them look alike. I can't even tell half of them apart, right? And so... I really had to research it and it is creepy the details that these fans on like Twitter and Reddit know about these people. It's weird the narratives that they adopt that are based on just their impressions and not even facts. Like if someone if someone cheated, if someone had closure with an ex, like they really speak gospel that's completely fabricated. Yeah. And it's so disrespect. And I'm not saying these Nepo babies or their former partners, which half of them are Pete Davidson or like whatever. I'm not saying that they deserve all the grace in the world. They're all problematic in different ways, but they're still humans and we don't know what really goes on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And like people fight about if like certain couples live together or not. And I'm like, this is just creepy. Mm-hmm. It is so creepy. It's like, get a life. Yeah. It's like literally living on the internet. Mm-hmm. I get what that expression is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just need to delete it. Yeah. I think after I'm done, because well, I'm like done. Like that, I don't mm-hmm. like people creep me out right now. Like there, I think there was, it was Dana Gould, uh, the oh, okay. comedian. He was like, 
you know what? Before, if you liked something, you were fine. Like nobody would. But like now, if you say, "Hey, I like French toast," all of a sudden you post that on the internet once, mm-hmm. and guess what? You're gonna get so many people. Fuck you, French toast waffles all the way. Like it's like mm-hmm. I wasn't. Tr- that wasn't a question. My I ex was... loved French toast and he abused me. How dare you be like him? Exactly. Like, yeah, it's, and it's crazy. Uh, and I, I just, the internet has made a lot of these fandoms just it so really has. insufferable. It, it's made everything insufferable. I'm very anti-internet mm-hmm. these days. Not literally. I'm addicted to it just like everyone else. Yeah, but I course, mean, like, yeah. I'm, the way I'm looking at it is just really different in my relationship yeah. to it and the way, like, people live on it kind of type thing has really changed in 2023 specifically like mm-hmm. a lot of clouds have lifted and i see a little more clearly like because i think in the pandemic i did rely on it a lot like we all did because mm-hmm. that was the world that we had access to and now i'm like yeah. oh this has gotten so bad and it's just i even told you at the groundhogs day episode i made a really innocuous tweet about how groundhog day does not fucking matter outside of like the northeast for the most part and some angry groundhog fan tweeted me yeah that's insane that, that is, is really <laughs> that's like that my person... weirdest story i didn't feel bullied off the internet for that to be fair but i mean it was genuinely insane. Like, wow yeah and then like going back to it yeah a lot of some of these star wars fans they're holding on a lot of the term that they always use all oh, this ruined my childhood how did it proactively go back to your childhood <laughs> and go back and ruin all of your childhood? Yeah. It did not ruin your childhood. It ruined your adulthood for a second. Right, right. You know you could go back and watch the ones that you did like. Yep. Like, and that's that, that's my problem with it. It's like, you know, because like on the new Kenobi show, I personally really liked it. But there's some things that you can nitpick on anything. Yep. And there were some some parts where it was like, okay, that didn't make sense. But it's like, dude, come on, you're not. If you're so good at if you're so good at nitpicking this, go make go make yourself. I know a Star Wars then. But that's the oh my god! But that's oh god! So like a fandom that I used to, I guess, be in more than I am now, would be like Gilmore Girls. Like I just always mm-hmm. really liked the show. But, like, people nitpick so many of the characters on these, like, Reddit threads and, like, elsewhere on the internet. I've heard this. And, and I'm not even bizarre. the biggest. Yeah. And, like, look, look, the, the main one that they nitpick, Rory, which is one of the two main characters, the daughter, she makes a lot of bonehead choices. Like, I'm not defending her t- mm-hmm. tooth and nail by a long shot. But guess what? Over seven fucking seasons, the mm-hmm. character's going to mess up. They're yeah. going to, especially when they're younger, they're going to do shit that's out of character because mm-hmm. that's what young people do before they right. reach their final form. And people just take it so personally. And there's all these other characters uh, in the show that are quirk balls and are there for comic relief. And they're, they're like, oh, my God. Is anyone else just really bothered by Taylor Dosey, which is like the annoying mayor type of the town mm-hmm. that's like very anal and OCD and like just a narc he's mm-hmm. just not a cool dude that's the role though you're not supposed to like him mm-hmm. you're supposed yeah. to find you're supposed to laugh with slash at him depending on what's happening mm-hmm. you're, he, he's not if everyone was a hero there would be no fucking show exactly and it's like people just get so triggered by the shit that they haven't dealt with yet and can't see stuff right. objectively but this is another thing hey guess what it's fucking fake And you can turn it the fuck off anytime you want. (laughs) Yes. Like that is my 
biggest thing about all of this. Yes. It is literally fucking fake. I know. None of it is real. As much as I love Star Wars. Yep. It's not fucking real. It's a real. galaxy far, far away. We Wait. don't even know what fucking galaxy exactly. for fuck's sake. And it was a long time ago. Yep. Yes, these are historical documents that have been interpreted by George... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, like, no, this is a fake thing. Any of these things are just... These are all intellectual pro- properties. If you didn't like something in it, mm-hmm. don't let it... If it ruined your day... Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Well, it's kind of... We've talked about this with almost every sport movie, too. Yes. When I'm in the stadium at Coors Field and the Rockies lose, I'm bummed for five minutes. Yeah. And then I keep living my life. Exactly. I do not understand. Or people in college, because I went to University of Miami, would be bummed out for the rest of the week as Mm -hmm. if someone died if the hurricane's lost. Yeah. I do not... I've literally had people die in my family and my friends in college. I cannot relate to that being a travesty. Yeah. I'm sorry. Get a life. Yeah. Get a fucking life. And listen, I love... I'm saying fuck a lot. I'm sorry. Right. No, I'm going to have to click the (laughs) explicit uh, one on on this one. Um, (laughs) but, uh, But like the... The thing is, it's I love being immersed in... I love fantasy and I love being immersed in different worlds sure. and different narratives. But at the end of the day, come on. Yeah. You're not... You, you should... I, I appreciate everything that... Because there are some people that are like, oh, I like this about Star Wars, but I hate this and I hate mm-hmm. this. I hate anything that Kathleen Kennedy touched or whatever. Dude... If... I mean, if don't, if it's stressing you out this much... Yeah. You might want to walk out, go outside right. for a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you can have your opinions. Yeah, that's what exactly. makes you interesting. And that's why I initially liked these subreddits to clock, like, if I had an observation that was Looney Tunes or mm-hmm. if other people thought the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, that is what the internet is good for. Yeah. But then it gets so redundant and nitpicky mm-hmm. and not even enjoyable. Yeah. And going back and going back to Star Wars, one thing that I do like about uh, one part of the fandom that I do like is people noticing certain things. Sure, there's certain things that oh my god! So the this happened, and it's like oh my god, that small little detail that nobody would have noticed. Yeah, this person noticed, and it's like because there's actually one part where. And this will, you will not clock it. So I'm just going to tell mm-hmm. you. But Darth Vader saves someone mm-hmm. very minutely. Mm-hmm. You blink and you miss it. Mm-hmm. But somebody was like, oh shit, he did this. And the reason why is because he knew this character from back then mm-hmm. when he was, before he was Darth mm-hmm. Vader. And it's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And like, that's fun. Wow. Yeah. And that's fun because that's the, the joy and the night. This negativity. Yeah. But that's so interesting because going back to the How I Met Your Mother with the Star Wars of it all, mm-hmm. this is actually clicking because I think the creators and writers were obviously big fans of Star Wars, yeah. hence they made it. The whole show has Easter eggs of things that like get predicted. Like they do a lot of flash forwards and flashbacks and fans would get really rabid about what it meant about like where the show was going. And I won't give it away, but there's an episode where a character gets really bad news. Like there's a death in the family 
and every scene there's actually a small countdown that you would never clock mm-hmm. but someone finally figured it out and put it on the internet where it's like 30 yeah. there's like a calendar that says 30 and then like the next scene 29 mm-hmm. and then as it gets closer and closer to this like mm-hmm. character finding out that there's a death in the family like it gets to three yeah. two and one that's so how fun. did they think to do that yeah and people realize that that's mm-hmm. cool so obviously i think I that's think also that's... proof that they like star wars and they yeah. wanted to build a world based in our world but just details that only mm-hmm. fans would be into this suddenly makes sense i see the bridge from star wars yeah to how i met your mother there's so many things to get mad about and it's so many like have fun with it like i think uh yeah that's all i have to say about it i guess yeah, yeah. sorry that was very long but you know what i think we're yeah. doing a psa because i think the internet yeah. needs to chill the f out i'll use right. the pg version mm-hmm. but yeah like it, yeah it we've and reached know, a tipping point I yeah think. and i know we've piled on to avatar but i don't want the, i i get why people like it mm-hmm. you know as much as i didn't like avatar i'm not if somebody liked it i'm not gonna i've listen i've since we've done this episode we're, i've talked to people about avatar oh really and they were like Oh, I love, you know, I've known some people that were like... I've known a few people to be like, like Luke, they liked it fine. It was mostly lukewarm. Fine, yeah. No, I don't think yeah. I've met anyone that loved it. Loved it, yeah. But like, they they didn't have as big of a problem mm-hmm. with it as I did, right. you and I did. Exactly. And I was like, I but I do get why people would like it. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing was like, I didn't... Yeah, there there's plenty of... Like, I don't like Twilight that much. Uh, you know the oh yeah you've the seen series that? i i saw one of them i haven't seen it was any. it was now i know that it is actually the worst one mm. of the series but i was like but i get why people would like it i yeah. definitely get why teenagers would like it sure, sure you know so you know i know we're doing a literal show where we are nitpicking this, yeah right and that things. is the i'm glad you brought that up because i did think about that a few minutes ago and i've thought about that a lot in mm-hmm. my disdain for the internet currently i'm yeah. like oh but who the fuck do i think i am because i mm-hmm. always am saying my opinions on the internet whether it's our podcast or i've had other avenues where i do but like I still make space for other people and I'm just having a dialogue or calling in, if you will, versus Mm -hmm. a calling out. Even if I'm being animated and calling something out to be funny, I, in my mind, I'm just trying to have a dialogue. Right. And I, and, and on every one of these things, even if I didn't like the movie, I'm just like, okay, well, that guy was, it was bland, but I mean, that could be a combination Mm -hmm. of a lot of things. And so I do like, you know, I understand that. I think fan responsibly. That's yeah. What I'm trying to say. Well, I think yeah. I think if you if you really like something, don't like completely break it down or think that other people's opinions are dumb. Except for no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, there is no exception. I mean, I think I think that's a disclaimer. I think that we should put on this this podcast in general. Yeah. There's plenty of things that I but. We've like ended I, a lot of our episodes being like, write to us if we got it wrong or right, we're missing, exactly. we're more correctly yeah. for missing something that would make us yeah. unlock why people mm-hmm. like it. Like we're always down yeah. to. And like I said, if you didn't like Star Wars, mm-hmm. I would have been like, okay, that sucks that you have to watch two more movies that you're not going to probably like. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean? And anyways, those, those are big soapbox. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I but think, it's yeah. it's about damn time, in the words of Lizzo, that we do address the fandom of it all, not just with Star Wars, mm-hmm. but with any of these movies or any of our hot takes, mm-hmm. popular or unpopular, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Because it it is, uh, I think it's a responsible thing to do when critiquing any art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it's not our way or the highway. I like that. Pe- I love that people do art. Like bar- Varsity Blues. You know, like, wasn't my favorite. It spoke to some people, though. Yeah. It was alien as fuck to me. To me yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, that wasn't for me as a teenager or mm-hmm. as an adult. Like, because yeah. I did not grow up in that culture. And yeah. I'm just not that interested in that culture. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, obviously, it spoke to some people. Yeah, exactly. And even, like, looking back on Avatar, I'm glad that, hey, I'm glad that there was a... A narrative of like, hey, we need to like preserve our yeah. environment. Love yeah. that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the only part I'm not mad at. Yeah. Where do you think it's going? Well, I mean, obviously I know it keeps going. And I noticed that Darth Vader was still alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, which I knew anyway. I did know that Harrison Ford would come y- back. I, yeah. Uh, but also you'd seen this before. so I, I didn't that. remember that. I didn't remember so much of this. Really? I wow. only remembered because remember I was bored mm-hmm. and I think once my boyfriend fell asleep I just mm-hmm. read BuzzFeed or something because yeah. I was really just confused and it's miserable to watch a movie at someone's house that's not yours mm-hmm. and they're sleeping and you're like what do yeah. I do? Um, I only remembered like Luke's house a little bit. I remembered the bar scene mm. and some nebulous fighting scenes where I couldn't clock what anyone was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's it. Like yeah. I was surprised at how long it took for Harrison Ford to come on screen. Cause I thought he was in the beginning. Like I yeah, was no. very out of order as well. Um, I just did not because I was not into it. I did not bank any of this movie mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it sounds like the bad guys are going to strike back. <laughs> After that, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I know Wookiees are happening. Oh, Ewoks? Ewoks? Mm. What's a Wookiee? Uh, Chewbacca. Okay, Ewoks then. And they're yeah, little, that's a little, yeah. That's in the third? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I know that they're brother and sister and... Mm, that's not going to come out yet either. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like I just nebulously yeah. know yeah. stuff, but like mm-hmm. this felt like a classic, just like good versus evil. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see the next one. Yeah, yeah. And I then after this, we could go to Galaxy's Edge, and you'd know a little bit. Yeah, what's that's going true. On at, that's at true because I haven't been to Disneyland since that. Um, we went to California mm-hmm. Adventure, but that's not where that is. So mm-hmm. I will appreciate because I haven't been to Disneyland in five years. Yeah, this past March was five. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'll be fun. That would mm-hmm. not be lost on me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. They even have a ride where you can ride the Millennium Falcon. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, I've yeah. done the one that's like IMAXy. That's Star Tours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that and was five you, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. There's an original Star Tours. I won't get too much into that. Uh, the, the newer one is really cool. The The reason why the, the new, it's the, I think it's the saga or the saga continues, um, mm-hmm. but that's the new Star Tours mm-hmm. and it's different every time. Mm. They change, there's like different combinations. Oh, you wrote that a few times at Disney yeah. World recently, right? You yeah, I wrote that. on it six times. That's amazing. I love it. Um, which isn't a lot. The line was actually really short, which was weird because I'm like, I think it's a like A plus ride. So um My brother anyways, and I did yeah. that at Universal in Florida. Mm-hmm. We rode the Jurassic now world but world, then yeah. park ride three times in a row. Because mm-hmm. it was great fun and there wasn't um a big mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, so yeah, we're going to be back this week, guys, mm-hmm. with two more episodes. So yes. please come subscribe. Uh, we're also on YouTube and TikTok at Let's Finally Watch It. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan at Blair Soros Rex on social media. If you want to tell me I'm wrong about anything, mm-hmm. please don't be too toxic. Let's be friends. Yeah. And uh, I'm Clark Knez, uh other Clarksy. If you want to shoot the shit about Star Wars, let me know. Because mm-hmm. I always like to talk to it. As long as it's like not super... Uh, nitpicky like the way a lot of fans are but yeah, yeah like yeah. gauge mm-hmm. what we said in this episode mm-hmm. and respond yeah. accordingly but uh exactly if yeah. you want a lightsaber fight i'll fight you <laughs> anyways that yeah. sounds fun on the internet yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see you real soon we'll be we're coming yeah. right back with another episode in the next day or two so come okay. back yeah. come back come back bye, bye.